This is it. Quarterback competition for real begins tomorrow. Only it'll be so, so hidden and subtle that we'll have to watch for every little thing. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates that I hope you'll check out. Before we get started today, I want to thank everybody who was kind enough to send uh, notes or expressions of concern over how I sounded in the last couple of shows last week. I was big time under the weather. I am very happy to say that over the weekend, I kicked this thing and I'm feeling 100%. Might not totally sound like it, but it feels like it. I think you know what I'm referencing here, the tail end. Uh, It's an uplifting time, actually. And I am feeling uplifted as well about being able to cover the start of OTAs tomorrow over on the South Side. And in particular, as always, the first real opportunity to see how new guys assimilate, not just the rookie class, the draft class, but also the newer veterans. And look, let's not pretend that this is going to be about much of anything beyond the quarterbacks, at least from the the news standpoint. It's what we're all going to be watching for over there. Who takes the first team snaps? Uh, Who looks better as if that matters in OTAs? when all of the drills are really informal and in shorts and no scheming and no pressure. But this this is the way this is going to go for all three of these guys. It's going to go this way for Mitch Trubisky, for Mason Rudolph, and of course, maybe more than any of them, for Kenny Pickett. Because not only are they going to have to deal with whatever it is that they actually have to learn and absorb in this offense, which I don't need to remind anybody, wouldn't and actually shouldn't look anything at all like the Matt Canada 2021 offense, which had to have been adjusted for Ben Roethlisberger. But they've also got to deal with annoying people like me asking them about quarterback competitions and about how do you get along with this guy or that guy? And and this, by the way, to be honest, and I don't mean to include something this important and something as relatively unimportant as football, but this will be the first time that these guys have gotten together, meaning the, the older quarterbacks, without Dwayne Haskins. And you can be very sure that however much, um, you know, that whole scene might have faded in the public's eye since the tragedy occurred, it sure hasn't on the inside. And... I have a feeling that's going to be felt in a big, big way in that setting. But the one thing I think that there might be a chance at discovering to at least some degree from these OTAs, maybe not on the first day, maybe not in the first week of them, is which quarterback is the default number one? Which one is the one who'd have to be dethroned at some point? Because I can't imagine that Mike Tomlin and Matt Canada have concocted some kind of way to script every single thing that they do to align it equally 
for all three of their quarterbacks. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, maybe a flexible hybrid format would work best for you. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. My own feel is that Mitch Trubisky will be this team's quarterback. I've been saying this all along. I'm not about to back off it. You have a quarterback in the fold who is still younger, who still has a ceiling of his own, who was very much held down by circumstances in Chicago as even a casual review of what happened to Trubisky with the Bears will underscore. And burying Mitch before he even has a chance to show something doesn't make much sense. Whereas, if you look at Pickett, you can say to yourself, hey, I mean, he just showed up. He's never taken a snap in the NFL. It's not going to kill him to enter this training camp setting as needing to outperform everyone here in order to get the starting job. Does that make sense? What I'm forecasting here is not who will be the Steelers' predominant starting quarterback in 2022. Rather, it's who enters camp as the default number one guy. Who's the one that the others have to top? And it makes just plain zero sense to me that that'd be a rookie right out of college. And my guess is that Pickett has to know this. Pickett has to be aware of this. Even he can't have his own expectation that he's the default guy when he's never taken a snap in the league. So I guess what you'll have to watch through this is how do they carry themselves, meaning all three of them, all three of them. I'm not leaving Mason out of this particular discussion because, man, I mean, if you're Mason, you went from two months ago doing the the radio show, national radio show out in L.A. and what you're talking about, what an honor it's going to be to be the starting quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers and everything else and replacing Ben Roethlisberger. The next thing, you're bumped down a notch on the depth chart. And hearing from him will be interesting, and I strongly suspect that we will hear from him on the very first day. But what about the other two? How do they carry themselves? How do they align themselves with teammates? How do they work with each other? These are all things that, to an extent, coaches, and in particular this head coach, value. They don't want, and he doesn't want, meaning Tomlin, a situation where anybody's clawing each other's eyeballs out. They're all still wearing the same uniform, and they're all still committed, contractually, to the same cause. And yet, and yet, on the other hand, this head coach loves the two dogs, one bone principle. And you know what he loves even more than that? Three dogs, one bone. He is going to want to see them feel as if the throw that was executed just before them, when they go and take their turn in the next drill, has to be matched or topped. So if Mason comes in, throws a bullet down the field somewhere, Mitch comes in, feels like he needs to do the same or better. And the kid maybe gets a little bit humbled, and everybody benefits over the long term. 
my friends, we are in for a whole summer of this, including it getting grossly magnified. <laughs> when we come back, just one question. time for just one question and that's brought to you always on this program by the personal injury law firm of luxembourg garvin kelly and george lgkg they represent people who are hurt in car accidents who need assistance with workers comp and medical malpractice claims the attorneys at lgkg have been designated super lawyers capital s capital l for the past 15 years and yes that is a real thing the super lawyer designation is reserved for the top five percent of all attorneys in Pennsylvania. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. And today's J1Q comes from Julie who says, is it time for Matt Canada to put up or get out? He has the players with talent and speed to make this offense really go, but is he going to be the bust that he was last year? I'm going to do something a little bit different with my response to you, Julie, because the reason that I chose your question is the same reason that probably half of everyone hearing it right now went, really? Again? But this is what's coming my way. And I do try to pick the J1Q entries based in large part on what it is that people actually want to hear. And it's not like Julie's new to the show. I hear from Julie on a regular basis. She's a YouTube follower. And Julie knows we talk about Matt Canada a lot. Julie knows how many J1Q entries we've had on Matt Canada. Here's what I'm going to use this opportunity to do. And that is to pledge right here and now. And if I end up breaking this, feel free to throw it back in my face even months down the road. I'm going to pledge right now that I'm going to give Canada a clean slate, at least as much as that's possible, because, you know, it's not like I'm having my brain wiped of the 2021 season, with an understanding that he does have more of those pieces that you're describing, Julie. He does have players who appear to be more experienced, more athletic, younger, and that, of course, includes at the quarterback position. He's not going to be hamstrung in any major way. I don't want to make it sound like somebody just handed him, you know, 11 All-Pros on offense, because that's not the case. There are still some significant questions on this offense, and not least of which is, you know, who's going to be taking the snaps? That's not a big deal. And believe it or not, that's actually not a plus. You're a lot stronger football team if you know who your quarterback is in May. At the same time, Canada does have the zillion dollar offensive line that they just bought. Canada does have the potential benefit, the potentially huge benefit of second year breakouts from Najee Harris and or Pat Fryermuth. Canada does have George Pickens coming into his wide receiver core, and everyone's excited about that. And Canada does have, yes, 
a quarterback or multiple quarterbacks who can make plays out of the backfield with their feet, including running to the left, the latter of which is a big component to the Canada offense because it really, really unsettles opposing defenses. So let's just start over. I'm not going to speak for anybody else or you, Julie, or, but while I reserve my right to be skeptical, I'm not going to lump together what Canada did in 2021 with whatever it is that he does in 2022. I think at least to that extent, it's fair to judge him with what he does after a year of the Steelers putting together something of a roster to fit what it is that he wants. I will remind here, and this has gotten a lot of guffaws every time I've mentioned it, but this head coach really, really likes this coordinator. So either this head coach has lost his mind or he sees something that we don't or that we couldn't have to date. Maybe that's another area where there can be some benefit of the doubt. I appreciate the question, Julie. I really do. I'm grateful for all the questions that I get, including those about Matt Canada. Just keep right on sending them. And one more time, thanks to everybody for sending uh, the kind messages and so forth over the weekend. Everything's good here. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.